Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the Red Wave Report, the number one rated Fresno State podcast. The official free podcast of thebarkboard.com. And now, here's your hosts of the show, Lucio Arik. Look up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! I forget the rest. And Josh Webb. All right, Poindexter, sit down, shut up, and listen. That's how my father always began our football conversation. And if you'd like, after the game, I'll take you outside and teach you how to shoot close enough to a raccoon that it craps itself. Welcome back, everyone, to a long-awaited Red Wave Report. My name is Lucio, your host of the show, and, well, we're getting things back up and rolling again with the Red Wave Report, but I can't do it alone, so I'm always joined by none other than Mr. Twist himself, Mr. Josh Webb. What's up, good buddy? How were your holidays? Uh, good. Uh, I'm still I'm still in a food coma from all that turkey that I had uh, over the Thanksgiving weekend. There. Uh, how about yourself? Uh, not I. I am actually on my way to get a delicious burger. <clears throat> but uh, you know, I, I'm I'm tired of the same old burger establishments in Bakersfield. I need some top quality suggestions of hole in the wall greasy burger places from our listeners. Well, I'm uh, you know what? I'm I'm always down there, so I have some uh, I have some friends down there, so I can probably get a list together for you from them that you'll probably enjoy over there in uh, in Bakersfield. So I'll have to get a list together for you. Yeah, I'm definitely going to need one of those. <laughs> so, you know, that being said, let's go ahead and jump into this cuz I know a lot of fans are are really trying to figure out what is going on with the coaching situation over at Fresno State. And so some of them have been leaving questions on the uh, forum, and I thought we could use this time to kind of just, you know, dive into that with both feet so that they know exactly where they where we stand. So let's get into it and just, and just start, you know, filing away at some of these questions. So we'll start off with the first question uh, from SoCal Valley Dog. He wants to know, will Coach Tim DeRuiter take over partial defensive coordinator duties this coming season? Whether he does or not, we will see a, uh, will we see a new face uh, coordinating or co-coordinating the defense? So, Josh, do you have any insight on what's going on here as far as the defensive coordinator? Uh, as I currently understand it, that would be the plan. Um, there was some talk of possible possibly looking outside, maybe even doing some consulting, um, y- you know. Uh, but I think what, yeah, consulting in terms of maybe looking at maybe some simpler looks or something. Uh, but but one of the things that I've heard pretty much consistently throughout this entire process, and, and I've said it whether it's on our premium boards or on our free boards, is, is that uh, 
the 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 actual replacement would occur on offense. It seems more likely that Deruder would take on more responsibility on the defensive end. So, so we're gonna see maybe Deruder taking on more responsibilities. Do you think that they're they're even gonna even look at any defensive coordinators, or is that not a high priority at the moment? Um, it's a possibility, but I think. At that particular point, um, uh, there are a lot of moving parts right now, and so it's probably too soon to get into all of that. But let's just say I, I, I think that, that that it seems more likely, at least for right now, that Deruder would take over defensively. I, d- I don't know that they would go outside. Yeah, that would make a lot of sense. You know, they could they could save some of that money and uh, and get more high profile offensive coordinator. Maybe I don't know. That's just a thought that I had. <laughs> Yeah, really all you're trying to do is simplify the offense and develop players and, and, and just put points on the board, man. Uh, DeRuder himself, you know, when, when he had a more hands-on uh, approach at the defense in 2012, the numbers were there. You know, if you can get that kind of production out of the defense and get a halfway competent offensive coordinator to replace Dave Schramm, then the sky's the limit for this bulldog team. Yeah, I mean, why why not go in that direction? I mean, just get somebody that that can develop these players and put points on the on the board. I mean, uh, we all know what what Tram was doing. Uh, he, by all sounds of it, he did not show up to the banquet. Is there some sort of insight on on why why that is? Why why didn't he show up for the the final meetings that uh, Fresno State had there? I'm going to go ahead and guess pride. <laughs> um, ego, I don't know, just generally didn't give a damn. Uh, look, the way that I understand it is it sounds like there was a blowout between uh, DeRuiter and Shram at, at the walkthrough earlier that day, and Shram didn't even attend the, the, the pregame meal uh, and then was obviously not at the banquet. So, I, I mean, maybe Shram felt hard done by the entire situation uh, to be honest with you but it, as I understand it Shram didn't even see the problem with what was going on and I think that that may be like the biggest issue of all because as you look at this situation and as you take into account even how Shram came to Fresno State from Utah it was pretty obvious that he wasn't getting the job done there because you typically don't go from OC down to position coach. Like that's not considered a positive career trajectory. And yet Dave Schram seemed to be losing responsibilities at Utah every single year until uh, ultimately one of the rumors going around was that he was going to be terminated. Anyhow, uh, the move to Fresno, Fresno was a way for, for him to sort of save face and, and, and move on. And, uh, you know, it, it, he, he came to Fresno. They did some winning. Uh, he obviously had, had a, a great quarterback in Derek Carr, uh, but it was pretty well known that Derek Carr liked to check out of a lot of his plays too. Um, which probably tells you something. And then we saw a a, a year of basic inconsistency at quarterback play that Schramm was able to heap on injuries. Uh, But then again, this year, even amongst all the injuries, even though Schramm could have pointed to that, it was pretty obvious that nobody was developing. And 
that's really what killed him, is that nobody was developing. You can have a brash or, or, or jerky personality with the players. You can be, I, I hate to be crass with this, but you can be a dick or you, and you could be a winner, but, but you have to be both. You can't be one or the other. Because if you're not, then, then, then people, if you're too much of a and you're not winning, uh, then ultimately people are going to start pointing that out as people were with his sideline interactions with the players, with his interactions with the fans, or even with the media, too. He's had several run-ins with the media, Dave Schramm has. And, and when you add all of that stuff up with the, 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 the lack of development and, and the lack of winning taking place on the field, that is ultimately really what's going to cost somebody their job. It's not really any one thing. Like, there are going to be brash personalities in coaching. Like, Dave Schramm's the first guy to be called the D word as a coach uh, uh, and win games, and he ain't going to be the last, man. Like, I am sure that Nick Saban is not called fond things by players who don't work out in his system or, or yeah, I mean, there are just some coaches, they, they have brash personalities, and, and if you win a lot, then it's okay. It's just, it, it is what it is, man. Like, it's the system that works. Um, and, and different players respond to that, I think. So it's not necessarily even a bad thing to have. But in this situation, it was. Yeah, it, it definitely is. And then that leads me into the next question that Bulldogs Blue uh, wanted to know is with the changes at the OC, what is the likelihood that the offensive scheme will change from a no huddle spread to a more multiple offense that can be versatile for dif- uh, differing game situations? In short yardage, we were so limited with uh, either an obvious slow developing run from the gun or a slant or other short yardage route where defensive schemes could load up the box and press cover. I'd love to see the ability to go from a 10 personnel to 22 next, uh, the next play with the tight ends uh, we will have next year. Keep teams guessing. So the question is, will we see a different type of offense depending upon which offensive coordinator they hire to uh, fill Schramm's shoes? You know, man, uh, it would be nice to have you know, 22 personnel. And I can see why fans have been clamoring for that. I did, you know, even in the NFL, you know, two back offenses are, are, are something that we see a lot of it in college. We'll see it in the NFL or, or, you know, running back by committee. And, and, and one of the things that I think that, that is the biggest problem for Fresno state in, in running that is that you have a, a bona fide true tight end in Chad Olson, and then you have a couple of guys that are about H-back size right now. And considering that Fresno State doesn't have any tackles, be it on the left side or the right side, uh, that sort of creates a a problem when you're trying to run an offense like that or or any type of, of power scheme. Uh, with 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 multiple tight ends and 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 two back formations, um, if you can get in some quality junior uh, college tackles and and maybe get one or two tackles, well, you probably need a hell of a lot more than that over these next two classes. But if you can get them in and get them developed quickly, then that'd certainly be something that you'd want to look for moving forward. But 
I don't really know if they have the personnel or the capability to recruit that type of personnel this late in the stage, such that it would be a wise idea to directly transition to that. I think you can run two back packages. I think you can run 22 personnel at times. I just don't know if it would be a good base look for the Bulldogs as currently constituted. Give it a recruiting class or two, and absolutely, that could be the overall goal. Okay, so then that would move right into the next the next spot. It says that the um, given the the line coaches seems to be the next logical move after offensive coordinator and def- defensive coordinator spots. In all honesty, I can I can't say one line is really much better or much worse than the other. Will these be addressed separately, or does it look as though changes at the coordinator spots will hopefully provide the changes needed? for improvement at these spots. So I guess they they want to know if the line coach is going to be the next one to go on the chopping block. Well, I, if you ask me, and I know that people will have obvious stats to point to the defensive, but here's the thing. I think, and this is just an opinion, and I know that people are... are, are or feel free to disagree with this, but in, in a three, four defense with, with the talented outside linebackers that Fresno state has the athletic players that they have on that outside, I think that you can mask some sins with, with a solid land at a nose tackle spot and maybe an, an end that can get some, some pressure on the quarterback. If you can get lucky, or or not get lucky, it would probably be more important for Fresno State to be skilled rather than yeah. lucky. Yeah. But you know what, though? Luck, luck would, would work for Fresno right now, truthfully. I don't say that sarcastically. Sometimes you need a little bit of luck in recruiting. And if Fresno State could get a little bit of luck with a little bit of skill at that recruiting position, I think you could mend the problems on the defensive line a lot better quicker than you probably could the problems on the offensive line. I think Norcross has been given more people, uh, 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 more athletes at his particular position group over the past couple of recruiting classes than any other position coach. And he's probably had the worst results and and the highest attrition. Um, You know, uh, if you're getting five guys a class and you're not even turning out an average of one of class it's probably time for for you to 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 move on and and if i were making a call i would get rid of norcross and this is just an if i am not advocating or suggesting but as the question was posed it was if i had to choose one or the other i would make the move on norcross okay and then that uh i'm gonna keep these rolling here the next one uh, with there being changes made on the off uh, on the offense and possibly more firings to come, how do you believe it will affect recruiting? Also, any possibility they bring in a young offensive coordinator to possibly be prepared to replace Coach Tim DeRuiter once bu- his buyout is possible, or if he somehow makes it to the end of his contract. So. I'll answer the first question because that's the easiest. Uh, I don't think that anybody who could possibly, quote unquote, replace Tim DeRuiter is going to be brought in. uh, Because what inevitably what happens in that situation is the very first time something goes wrong, people start calling for that guy to immediately take over and you divide the locker room pretty quickly 
quickly. And in the case where you have a strong base of coaches from another state and a lot of players who have ties to that state and to, to, to uh, those relationships that the coaches have developed as a result of, of that connection, then, then there's a lot more potential to divide a locker room. You know, uh, this is ideally where a heavy emphasis on Texas recruiting can come back to bite you, is that players may take sides. So I think that's probably the first question. Okay, so then um, is there more, fire, more possible firings, uh, and do you believe that it's going to um, hurt recruiting as far as Fresno State? Um. I don't necessarily believe that it is going to hurt recruiting in the sense of, of the overall offers and such going out, but I, I do believe that anytime you have a coach firing uh, uh, or a coordinator firing or, or back-to-back losing seasons and an obvious uh, uh, a bird of prey circling the program or at least the program's current head coach, um, then yeah, man, that stuff's going to affect recruiting and it's silly not to think that it wouldn't the question is how much can fresno mitigate the damage by getting this done as quick as possible and one of the things that's going to hinder that is the automatic or or the requirement of of csu positions to be posted for at a minimum of two weeks okay and then i one of the fans is also asking um on offensive line, it, it looks like we only have seven returning uh, on the offensive line. Does Fresno State have a problem recruiting uh, and developing players on their offensive line? Um, it, are they having trouble finding those players, or, or is it just a well, work I think in progress? I kind of. I think I kind of answered that one. I think that, that, that Norcross is obviously having some problems developing players. He's If you're promoting walk-ons ahead of guys that you, quote, called ballers, then yeah. I mean, it might very well be the players, too. Like, I, I, I think that there's, you know, anytime you have some, some attrition, there's it's going to be players that didn't pan out. Like Ben Simons, he just didn't work out. But that has to also fall back on Norcross for trying to turn a power lifter into a football player. That's really his bad. That's his error. That was his evaluation. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I do think that, that Norcross's approach to playing the best five guys instead of actually recruiting a tackle or a guard or a center, I think that that has hurt Fresno State and as a result has hurt their, the player development on the offensive line. Yeah, it, it is. It has been noticeable. I mean, when you, it, I've been watching the recruiting, and it looks like they've been handing out a lot of offers to, uh, you know, junior college uh, offensive linemen. So it looks like they they recognize, uh, and they are trying to fill that that void that's been left, and they're they're trying to add depth uh, immediately to the offensive line. Whether or not they're going to get it, that's a different story. We'll have to keep watching. And that. if you notice what position. And those offensive linemen play, what position are most of them being offered? Uh, I, we're getting a lot of – we're either getting tackle. I, I think it's a lot of offensive yep. tackles, right? Yep. 
and that that's just the position that they're 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 really heavily recruiting right now in in the the junior college ranks right because, now. Because because as I said, there is nobody on the left or the right side, and there is nobody coming up through the ranks on the left or the right side. That's what makes it problematic in running the twenty-two personnel. They have no tackles. Yeah, you and- can mask that if you have two jumbo tight ends. But Chad Olson's the only guy presently on the roster who I think fits the mold of what <laughs> you need to run that. Kyle Rittering and 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 Rice. I'm gonna butcher it, man. Is it is it Justin or Jared? It's Justin, right? Justin Rice, I believe. Jared. No, it's Jared. 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 Justin's the running back. <laughs> I get those two mixed up it's all the Jared. time. Jared. Jared. They're they're quality athletes. This isn't to knock that, and they'll get there. But you got to give him a little bit more than a year or so to get up to, to you know jumbo size, and 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 it, it may have something to do with strength and conditioning too. I mean, I love Bose. Well, we'll see, dude. It could. I don't know. Like I don't know what what the future is. Uh, um, you know, we're 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 about to see, man. Uh, um, things could get interesting. Well, so we'll well, we'll find out. You're, you're right. I mean, I I saw Jared uh, in preseason. He's a tall, lanky, skinny guy. He fits more the mold of a wide receiver than he does a tight end. Uh, the guy is—he just doesn't have the muscle on him. And if if they're gonna do that jumbo set like you're saying, he's he's got a ways to go and put on a lot of muscle on that body of his. He's he does, he's really thin when it comes to that. Yeah, and I'm not sure it's always wise to ask that of people. Some some tight ends in high school you know they transition better to a jimmy graham type and that's that's acceptable it's not like there's anything wrong with that it just doesn't mean that 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 you you necessarily put those guys as your your tight end in your 22 personnel that maybe means that you you use them a bit differently you use them you know man mike evans wasn't the fastest guy but i'll tell you what man he created a lot of mismatch problems and the rices are an athletic family you could move jared if he's got the ability you could move him and use him as a mike evans type it's not like josiah blandon is really you know blowing everybody away with his six fourness no, no, he's not. I mean, he, he, he was he was kind of doing pretty good at the beginning, and then he just kind of disappeared as as the season went on. So, uh, I don't know, I think teams started keying in on uh, Josiah Blandon uh, when they realized that uh, there wasn't a quarterback that could get it to him. Um, well, I, I just think he doesn't have the ability to create separation. He's not physical enough, like... Somebody that size should be doing a hell of a lot more to, to put space in between himself and Mountain West DBs. And I understand that Fresno State doesn't really have an offensive line. But, I, you know, watching him out there, I, I just never felt like he created the separation necessary. I mean, look, man, if you're 6'4", we're not talking about a, a lot. Oh, wait, I am 6'4". <laughs> we're not talking about, about a lot of separation that you need to create to be able to guy that goes goes up there and gets it ahead of everyone else. So especially I, I think, when you have DBs that are 59 <laughs> and you yeah, should be able to catch dude, it over. We're them. talking about Mountain West defensive backs, man. It's Asani Rufus. He used to play quarterback for BHS. Like he, he's a great player, but you can jump up over him and get it. Yeah, I mean I it, just 
use your height. You just got to use your height and get it. And he wasn't doing that. So, um, you know what? That that'll lead us lead us into uh, I guess the the last question from our listeners. And this one is actually involving a couple of recruits that uh, were recruited by Fresno State but never really made it on the roster this year, I believe. Uh, They want to know the current status of Greeley and Oglesby. Do you expect them on the next year's Bulldog squad? So No. Presently, I expect Oglesby, but I think that there's – I don't. I, I don't have anything concrete. I'm not trying to cause the kid any strife. I, I'm not. It's not even a great issue. I, I just. I, I think that there is an outside shot, and I'm. I'm saying it's an outside. So don't anybody be like, "Oh, Josh came back and said this. This will happen." I, I'm just saying. I think there is an outside shot because I. You, you know. You never say never. I don't think. I'll, I'll, I'll first touch. I don't think Greeley's ever going to put on a bulldog uniform. I'll get that one out. I never thought he was going to anyway, though. Uh, but I think there is an outside shot that they could lose Oglesby. It, but but as it stands right now, I at least think Oglesby will be there ne- next year. But but again, that could depend on on what the offensive coordinator wants. Look, man, if you bring in somebody that runs an air raid offense, why the hell would Oglesby enroll? <laughs> Like if you if you bring over somebody who runs a a, a Mike Leach type offense where they're running back, you know, the the primary back on the season has like 400 yards. I wouldn't I wouldn't come for that if I were a back. Would you? No, no, I wouldn't. (laughs) Oh, man, It, it is. It's. Things right now over at Fresno State, uh, is it, it's kind of safe to say that uh, the situations right now at Fresno State are pretty fluid uh, as far as the coaching situation. So I don't know what's going to happen with this team next year, to tell you the truth. Um, I, and I don't think we're done seeing some of these transfers going out. What do you think, Josh? The, is there still maybe the possibility Fresno State might still lose a couple more players? Yeah, I definitely think there's the possibility that they're going to lose a couple more, especially because I don't think that the coaching changes are necessarily done yet. So, (sighs) I mean, any time you lose coaches, you risk losing players or you risk losing recruits because those are relationship-based a a lot of the time. And, And and so I don't have anybody concrete, but I, I mean, I think if, if you lose the right, if you dump the wrong guy, I think like you could lose like a Dante Coleman type or something like that. I mean, you know, you, you fire somebody, I, I'm not saying early is going anywhere. This is totally random name I'm tossing out, but you, you drop somebody like early and you could lose one or two of the guys that, that, you know, Phil early is recruited and, and, and it, it's just, it, Man, there's recruiting is so weird <laughs> that it is. It, there are too, too many things that can go wrong. And anytime you have turmoil, you have to expect that something could go wrong. That doesn't mean that it will. It just means you have to brace yourself for the possibility that it could. And so, you know, we, we, we're going to Fresno State fans are going to have to approach this offseason with, with a bit of trepidation, with a, a, a bit of. I say humility, but I don't mean it like that. You just kind of got to understand that this may not be the best of off seasons. But if it's got, if it's done right, 
if things are handled properly, then moving forward, this will not be an issue. And this will be the last time that we see this. Yeah, and right now, this is probably... Right now, things are going to start heating up as far as the recruiting, um, especially any of the junior college offers that went out. There's a lot of them that needed a side in December, isn't there? Uh, as far as their, what do they call it, um, mid-year enrollment? Is that what it's called? Uh, yeah, early enrollments. Or- yeah, they, they have some guys on target, but uh, but I think they've got some JUCO guys in their back pocket that are going to be bigger priorities than some of these guys i think dante coleman's the 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 lone high school kid right now uh uh that 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 will probably ee um i think that they're going to bring in at least two or three juco guys and then dante coleman if he still decides to enroll so I'll, I'll, i'll be touching more with him here shortly to find out what his plans are yeah, so we're 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 keeping an eye on everything. So <clears throat> right now, this is this is probably going to be the the time where uh, a lot of these a lot of the recruiting is going to be done. Especially now that Fresno State does not have a postseason, they that frees them up. Um, well, that's all in theoretically as long as all the coaching staff remains in 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 their positions. But like we've said before, this is a very fluid situation. Um, Fresno State might not be done with their coaching changes yet, but that is still that's still a wait and see type of a, a situation at the moment. So, Josh, I think that being said, I think we're gonna we're gonna call this one a night and just end it on that note. Make it a a, a nice short, sweet episode just to get b- the ball rolling again, and uh, and then we'll start pumping these out more on a on a regular basis from from this point on. So jo- yeah, things kind of things kind of got crazy there, and, and we apologize for that. But with you know, with our small staff, sometimes it's a matter of who guys the breaking news that we got, uh, you know, with the coaching changes and the terminations and and, and the things like that. Sometimes you got to make a sacrifice somewhere, and it's we can either get that information up on the boards to you guys, or we can cut the podcast. Uh, a lot of the times there's not always time, but, but we, we are going to make a, a legitimate concerted effort now to get this thing up with, with more regularity here moving forward. We owe you guys that we apologize about that. So, you know, that's why we, we kind of tossed the, what, what, what would normally would be, I think some premium information we tossed on this free podcast and a lot of the stuff true that's on that you know the premium board we discussed here on this podcast yeah. uh even in the short time i mean not all of it obviously still go over there and check that stuff out if you're not a subscriber already now is probably the best time to do it because yeah i'll, I'll tell you who ain't, <laughs> uh, well actually i won't tell you but i'll hint at who won't beat us to the stories um <laughs> but uh yeah i i, I think you know, if if we're going to be more consistent with these things, and, and 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 now that things are starting to slow down, I think we're going to have more time to get them in. Yeah, well, I was having a little bit of a scheduling problem, and uh, but you know, like Josh said, we were having we had a dilemma. We had to either put content up on the website or find time to cut these podcasts. And of course, the content is always going to win out over these podcasts. But this is just something. Today's podcast, we put a lot of good premium information, and you know, I guess we can call this our gift to them for the holidays. So, 
you know, they're they're getting some uh, premium information, and this will just give well, them a chance to go to the website. Well, but you know what, man? It's 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 a good thing you say that, man. Maybe we'll line up a uh, maybe we'll try and line up either a, 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 a Christmas free premium episode uh, to give away as part of our holiday package, or like a super badass. Yeah, uh, uh, mega me- megasode or something. <laughs> With uh, maybe we can invite multiple guests and make it a, a a mega episode of the Red Wave Report and just and give it out for the holidays. You know, I think we I think we could probably pull something like that off. Yeah, I mean, I mean, even if we have to do multiple recordings in multiple days, and we'll just piece it together into one big episode for for uh, the listeners out there. So that being said, Josh, tell them how they can find you, and if you got anything coming through the pipeline. Yeah, man, like I said, we're doing some major work and having some pretty serious discussions over on the free board, man. I I dropped a substantive and lengthy post on everything I've got right now on the behind the scenes. I am still doing more work on this. There is still more to come. Uh, just because we're not posting information every day doesn't mean that we're not getting it. Uh, you know, I'm, it's probably going to be some meaty posts like this because this thing is moving in waves. And, and a lot of times... Some of this information we got to keep under wraps, and then it's like, okay, we can re- release a flood of it like we did with the coordinator position. So hey, hey. I-, I can't stress the, the premium boards enough right now um, to head over there and check those out. And uh, we, we've, got some, we've got some recruiting profiles coming up. I just did one with Kalen Hemphill. 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 Yeah, I just did one with Kalen Hemphill of Liberty, Oregon, who is an uber talented inside linebacker. And I'll tell you what, man, this kid has got a really sharp brain on him. Uh, extremely well spoken, very articulate, and I think just about everything you want uh, from a middle linebacker leader on on, um, on that team. So uh, I, I think that um, now is the perfect time to head over sign up for premium boards we've got way more of those coming up and and we'll have more updates on these coaching searches as as it continues and tell them how they can follow you ah you can find me on twitter at fight on twist or at bulldogs twist and be sure to follow us at barkboard scout or at barkboard and as always even though he wasn't on this be sure to give a follow to our buddy at jackson m scout jackson moore um, or is it Jackson M underscore Scout? I think it's Jackson M underscore. Yeah, I believe Scout. so. I believe so. Uh, uh, so give him a follow, and uh, you can follow Lucio at the Red Wave Report. So, yep, that's how to find me. And in, uh, I was actually gonna put in one more piece there. Uh, I know we're doing a football one today. Um, I'm getting into contact with Jackson so that we can probably pump out a uh, basketball episode for the, you guys there. I am gonna try to. Yeah, do... we we cover that bad boy. Or they had a hell of a. Not on that, but Fresno State's got a good team this year. They've got they've got a competing team. Yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna do a, a an effort of getting some uh, basketball episodes out. So I'm gonna be coordinating with Jackson Moore and trying to get uh, some of those episodes out for you for the uh, basketball fans for Fresno State. So uh, stay tuned for that as I try to get those put together. Uh, and pumped out. So again, I want to thank everyone for tuning in to our um, our show. And um, well, we'll have to uh, stay tuned. And 
check back again as we continue to add more information uh, for Fresno State and uh, just get you all the coverage that we can. So again, I'd like to thank everyone for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.